learn, do, grow, and be a little better every day. Welcome to the Small Scale Life Podcast. La 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 Welcome to the Small Skill Life Podcast. My name is Tom, and I'm thrilled you are here. I'm back in the saddle again as your lovable host and green man after taking last week off. We had a lot going on, lots and lots and lots of things, and I'm actually glad I took some time off to work on this episode and our next couple episodes. There's some really good stuff coming, and they needed a little extra attention because they're so packed with information, and this is really true as we launch into new beginnings as my guiding word if you remember uh actually i didn't do a podcast on that i've got to circle around do a podcast on that anyway new beginnings here at small scale life and on eagles ridge so i hope you're doing well i hope you have a nice beverage and a comfy spot for this podcast episode and if you are driving or working in your greenhouse or working on something in your house or working out keep your eyes on the road and on your project you never know when mayhem like me or Murphy will show up. So make sure you're paying attention and doing what you need to do, but listening, because this is a good podcast, if I do say so myself. Let's ask a bunch of questions to really start kicking this podcast off and getting you in getting you in the mood. So the first one is, have you ever felt overwhelmed as you think about how to start gardening or kicking off a new garden season? Have you ever felt overwhelmed? Ever wondered, oh my gosh, what are we doing? I mean... Starting to build this house. I mean, I'll, I'll tell you, the first time we went into a uh, home improvement store when we were first married and had our first house, it was like, oh my Lord, what did we just walked into? And maybe you can feel that way when you go into your first garden center. It's like, oh, look at all this stuff. So many seeds. Where do I start? As you start to think about it, there's so many questions. There's so many options. There's so many different methods of growing food and growing plants and growing flowers. It can feel like you are lost in a lush jungle of options, and that starts to make questions roll up and bubble up into your brain. For example, now I don't want to stress you out, so we're going to ask a lot of questions here. Get ready. Do I start seeds or buy them from a store or a greenhouse? It's a good question. If you're just starting out, should I till up my yard and plant in native soil, or should I build raised beds? Should I use square foot gardens, rain gutter grow systems, wicking beds, rook pouches, vertical gardens? Which method should I use to grow food? How should I orient my beds, north-south versus east-west versus something else? Can I put a garden in a shaded spot, or conversely, should I put a garden on a septic tank or drainage field? We've had that question before. Uh, what soil mix should I use for my raised beds? Am I going to have an organic garden by using compost and maybe worm castings and other things, or do I use fertilizers, or do I use both? How far do I space my beds from each other? How wide should the aisles be? How much room should I account for on the end of the beds, between the beds and a fence, say, or beds in another bed? What are these pests, bugs, birds, or four-legged animals, and how do I stop them from eating my plants? How can I reduce weeding and work involved in gardening and just enjoy it more? Why bother? I never remember to water my plants, and I kill everything I touch. I have such a black thumb. 
So if you feel this way, this new How to Start Gardening series is just for you. Yes, that's where we're going. We're going back to gardening. We're going back into the garden here at Small Scale Life. It's been a while, so we're getting right back into it. And I'm designing this series for people starting from scratch with a clean canvas. And why? Well, my goal is to reduce confusion and help you successfully grow plants and vegetables. But at the same time, selfishly, I'm starting from scratch too. I'm starting with a brand new slate at Eagles Ridge. And it's time to think about what are we going to put there? How are we going to do it? How are we going to orient these beds? There are so many questions. We're starting with from scratch with nothing. So it's going to be a lot of fun. But before we jump into that, we're going to do our Hall of Heroes. Small Scale Life presents... The Hall of Heroes! Oh, yeah? Yeah. So remember, it's it's hard to have... That's a brand new intro, so it's kind of funny. Anyway, it's hard to have a bad day when you start your day with gratitude. As part of intentionally practice gratitude, practicing gratitude here at Small Scale Life, I'm starting this podcast episode, like all others here in 2021, by recognizing some folks who've been active on Small Scale Life and helped us on our journey. Certainly, first one up on the, back, on the deck is Michael Bell for collaborating with me on a future post and podcast episode. He's also given me some advice on some other things and michael bell is awesome mr muscle is uh, a great friend and i really appreciate the information he's uh, providing and and it's going to be a good podcast coming up so brian from happy hills homestead that gave me some great scoby from last year oh my gosh i would call it happy this stuff is strong and it's generating some awesome dombucha kombucha it's really hard to keep up with happy the scoby this thing just it, it just goes. <laughs> and if you don't, I mean, some scobies, it's like seven days or Brian does 28. Oh my gosh. That's some very powerful kombucha, but we do about seven, but this thing, it's about five and then it's just ready for, for new stuff. So it's uh it goes really fast and uh, it's a really strong scoby. So if you want some of that, look for Brian from Happy Hills Homestead. I'm sure he can hook you up with some great scoby for making kombucha. Uh, Craig Kasky for being a great member of the small scale gardening and small scale life groups he's going to be promoted to moderator of the miwi and facebook small scale gardening groups so we're going to get a little help there especially as this year gets a little crazy and i'm going to be uh building a house so yeah it's going to be fun uh we also have a bunch of people who've been very busy on uh small scale life's instagram page including the pine hill cottage folks up in wisconsin travis schulert mary at red dragon herbs and teas hannah from the wisconsin homestead podcast brian at the garden voyage Jacob at the Wisdom of Odom, and of course, Mariah, the intuitive energy healer for being so active on Instagram and just been commenting and providing feedback. It's been a lot of fun there. If you're not on Instagram and you want to be, you should go check that out because there's some good interaction there. Some good people are plugging in and chatting with us. Of course, Mariah, the energy healer for having us to her home for a sound healing session last Friday night. Uh, that was the new moon. And if you want to learn more about sound healing, energy, meditation, and ground, Check out a recent Small Scale Life podcast episode where Julie and I interviewed Mariah about these topics. It was a really good, really good episode. Then we have Hannah and AJ again from the Wisconsin Homestead podcast for their approach to life in podcasting. Julie and I enjoy their show and are really excited that they picked up a new sponsor, Goodwill of Wisconsin. Pretty cool to see our friends grow and do some great things and start to have some success. So it's really cool to see that. Good on you guys. Way to go. Of course, Letty Lou for her commentary and shout outs on the Small Scale Life Me 
MeWe group and small scale uh, gardening MeWe group. She's been very active, keeps herself busy on her own blog and library videos called the Liberty All Day Blog. She's going to be on our show next week. We'll have our interview posted. So check out Letty. Thank you so much, Letty, for your shout outs. It's good to uh, connect and good luck with the house hunting. I, I saw your rant there. And it, yeah, anyway, we'll, we'll circle around to that. And then most importantly, we want to thank you. Thank you, dear listener, for being part of our small scale life. We wouldn't be here if it wasn't for you. So let's learn, do, grow, and be a little better every day together. And again, what are you grateful for? Maybe you should tell that person or that organization. Give it a try. The Hall of Heroes. Oh, yeah? Yeah. All right. So do you have a side hustle or a business? Some of you have great projects, side hustles, and businesses. I could learn from you. Yes, I got rejected once again from Amazon. So we are not doing Amazon anymore. Just tired of it and whatever. We're not going to be Amazon affiliates. It's fine. So it would be free advertising. But this is all about you. So it would be free advertising for your project, side hustle, or idea. So share your story by being on the Small Scale Life podcast. Send a message to me on the Contact Us page at smallscalelife.com. This is your chance to teach us as we continue to learn, do, grow, and be a little better every day. Now that the announcements are out of the way, we can begin with the main topic of today's show. So I would say that 2020, yes, it was it was a... It was a wild year. You could say the 2020 was a year of COVID. 2020 was a year of the lockdown. 2020 was a year of elections. 2020 was a year of a lot of different stuff. But I can also say that 2020 was the year of the gardener, right? So if you are new to gardening or started gardening in 2020, welcome to our garden party. I know there's a lot of you out there. More than 20 million novice gardeners picked up a trowel for the first time, swelling the ranks of American gardeners to more than 63 million. Let's say that again. 20 million new gardeners were first time in 2020, and now we have 63 million gardeners in the United States, according to Bonnie Plant CEO, Mike Suterer. Suterer? Suterer. Well, good for him, Mike. According to the Bonnie Plant CEO, Mike Suterer. So the global pandemic forced people to stay home. And when the shelves at the local grocery stores emptied out of bottled water, toilet paper, canned goods, meat, and eventually produce, remember all that? Eggs, those were gone too. Baking products, those were gone too. People suddenly realized how fragile our system and supply chains really are. We just got a dose of that down in Texas, how fragile our systems really are. So people grabbed shovels or borrowed rototillers and tilled up parts of the yards, purchased pre-made garden beds or construct raised beds as shelves went empty, and people needed something to do during this global pandemic, right? They were stuck at home, so you need something to do? Hey, we can go outside and plant a garden. With so many people jumping into gardening, the demand for seedlings, the young plants out there, and seeds crested. It was like a tsunami, right? <sighs> the man came over and crashed down, and shelves at stores and greenhouses were bare. Seed companies put restrictions on who could buy seeds and how much companies could buy. So when I, you know, we saw this at Johnny Seeds, where individual gardeners couldn't even buy seeds from them. It was just going to the urban farmers, market gardeners, people with companies. You couldn't get some seeds in places 
because they were all sold out. It was alarming that what was plentiful months before suddenly became very scarce. And I did an interview with Michael Bell and Drew Demler in 2020, and we talked about it. We joked about it, that we were all rich men as seeds were the new gold. They were the new currency, and we had a lot of seeds. So we were very rich men. Sadly, we weren't wrong because seeds disappeared and people were really desperate for seeds. If you look at it, it was a global tipping point. And there was a lot of things that went down and and plugged into that. We had the COVID pandemic. We had lockdowns. We had social unrest. All of these things were massive tipping points. So in case you don't know what a tipping point is, in our lexicon, our little language here on Small Scale Life, A tipping point is a major event in someone's life that is so significant that it demands your immediate attention and action and really forces a person to act. It does. Tipping points are powerful triggers in a person's life that changes a person's mindset, changes their actions, changes their personality, and and changes their trajectory of life. Yes, we've all had tipping points. Some of us have had, uh, think about it, some of us have had people die in our lives. People uh, go on to their next journey, and that has created a tipping point in your life. Or uh, massive economic shifts, the crash of 2008, that was a major tipping point for me. The shutdown, the government shutdown back in 2019, that was a major tipping point for me as well. And last year, where we had the global pandemic, the lockdowns, the social unrest, these were massive tipping points in lives, in a lot of lives across the country. And predictably, people do what humans have done throughout the ages when times got really, really hard. People returned to their roots and returned to the land. They started gardening. So as 21 dawns, these same folks are going to look at their lives and those new gardeners, uh, and those new gardens under the snow and start to wonder what comes next. So what we've seen is new technology developed to help people work remotely, coupled with the social unrest that have pushed people into rural areas. The land rush is on. It's really hard for Letty Lou to find property. I saw uh, Julie's cousin was having a similar problem in in eastern Wisconsin. Uh, AJ and Hannah have talked about the price of land up in Green Bay area. It has gotten really expensive right? Some people have made the jump already. They are heading out to those rural areas. So starting a new garden on a piece of property can be overwhelming, especially if you're sharing that space with hungry four-legged friends. You have a blank canvas. You have hungry little pests that are out there. You can start fresh and new, but it might be overwhelming too. Too much choice creates chaos. It creates indecision. It creates do-nothingism. If that's even a word, it makes sense to me though. Hopefully it makes sense to you. So even if you don't move to a rural space, maybe you're going to stay where you are in the suburbs or in an urban area or in your apartment or whatever, you might have had other issues, weeds, maybe you had bushy plants that didn't produce vegetables, maybe you had pests, maybe you had blight or just plain bad luck in 2020. The garden didn't produce what you expected or wanted. As you stand and look at that garden, let me ask you, does it bring you joy or dread? Are you excited about growing plants, or do you cringe with the work that is required? Do you think you forget watering all the time, and the plants just die? There's so many things. What? How do you feel about it? What I would say is don't take the sledgehammer to your garden yet. I can help you have healthy and productive plants in gardens. I can. You're probably like, well, who the hell are you? <laughs> why does this matter, and uh, why can you help me? So let me talk to you about a little bit about my resume, I guess. 
I come from a line of gardeners. My grandparents, my great-grandparents, my parents were gardeners. In fact, some of my ancestors were farmers in Poland and shepherds in Czechoslovakia before coming to America. My dad even dabbled in farming after his career in the National Football League came to a close. I've been around gardening all my life. (laughs) And as a young man, I hated gardening. I did. I hated the weeding. I hated the planting. I hated the canning. I hated the bugs. I hated weeding really bad. It was hot and it was tedious and I would always pick the wrong weed. It was probably like some basil or something or a carrot and I pulled that sucker out and was like, oh, oops. Uh, And during all this, of course, I was getting eaten alive by mosquitoes and then rabbits would come in and eat everything in sight. I'd rather be riding my bike in the woods, playing in the creek or fishing on the lake. I just would rather be doing anything than gardening and canning. Just didn't really want to do it. But the crash of 2008 was my massive tipping point, and I was really stressed out back then. So maybe you weren't around, maybe you weren't thinking about it, maybe it wasn't so bad for you. But at the time, I was stressed out about my job because it was hanging by a thread. I had a mortgage that was killing us, and I was worried that I didn't have really any skills to survive beyond my office walls. And I really didn't. We got interested in and started gardening when a neighbor brought over some extra vegetables from her square foot garden. She had an abundance of tomatoes and, and of course, zucchini. I mean, the meme is real. And here's my gracious neighbor sharing some vegetables from her garden and telling us that it was easy to grow them. It was so simple. And Julie and I looked at each other and were like, what? Get out of here. Really? And, and we didn't know how to start gardening. Jules and I didn't know what to do. We were pretty clueless. I mean, even though I'd been around gardening all my life, I mean, my dad just rode and held up some some stuff in the backyard and planted some tomatoes and some beans and and then let the weeds grow too. <laughs> um, but our neighbor was like, this is really easy. And we were like, well, what about the weeds? And she's like, well, we don't have any weeds. So we went over, we started our journey by touring our neighbor's garden, the Square Foot Gardening Book by Mel Bartholomew. Julie and I read the book, and we started with two basic four-foot by four-foot square foot gardens. We followed the directions. We built the raised beds with cedar planks from a defunct mushroom farm. Then we put down landscape fabric and filled our beds with compost, vermiculite, and peat moss. One-third, one-third, one-third. Of course, we had to go find vermiculite. It wasn't available in stores. We had to go to a special store on the south side of Elgin, but we did find it. And then Jewel and I bought plants from a local big box store and started. And that's how we started gardening. And Julie reminded me this weekend as we were planting some seeds that she was the one that really wanted to start gardening. So again, like many other things, I have to blame Jules. That started us on a journey uh, with square foot gardening. And then we started to do what all young men like to do experiment. Yes, I did a lot of experimentation in the garden. Uh, It was a lot of trial and error over the years, and I learned about gardening. And, you know, once you start, it's kind of like you've heard maybe homesteaders talk about chicken math, where they get two chickens that ends up to be six chickens, which ends up to be 10 to 15 to now we have 30. So it's kind of the same way with gardening. And it didn't take me long to expand the garden with two new raised beds. And one was a long, long bed, a long skinny bed that had our tomatoes with a massive trellis on it. And the other one was a shorter, narrow uh, garden that came with us, raised bed on legs that we brought up to Minnesota. 
And when Julie and I moved from Illinois to Minnesota in 2012, we started renting in a, renting a house in St. Louis Park, Minnesota. It's a suburb just west of downtown Minneapolis. So we were renters. And even as a renter, I had raised beds in the wild area in the back of the yard, which was littered with broken bottles and branches and litter and out-of-control landscaping. I created garden beds on our driveway and created gardens clinging to fences And having small spaces that weren't mine, that I didn't own, I didn't want to tear up all the landscaping and and I had to deal with snow on the driveway. So it forced me to be creative and adaptable. I had to move the garden beds that were on the driveway off the driveway so we could push snow around and get it out of the way for our cars. Now, when I've owned property, I've done some more experimentation. So square foot garden beds. Hybrid rain gutter grow systems, mid lighter grow boxes, vertical gardens, patio gardens, container gardens, wicking containers, and wicking beds made out of metal watering troughs. I've done a lot of different stuff. So by experimenting with these different methods, I've learned a thing or two about gardening, pests, and plants. It's been fun. It's been a lot of fun to experiment and talk about it on Small Scale Life. And you can find it on their gardening gateway. It's under the gardening tab on Small Scale Life. You can kind of go back and see different different uh, techniques and different things I've tried. But if you look at it all from start to finish, from 2014, when I started blogging about this till today, it's been in pieces and parts. There's really been, you know, it's been like, okay, an article here, a little longer, here's an update, and here's another one. It's, and there's some, a few that are kind of mini series, but it's time to kind of pull all of it together especially as I'm gearing up to start something new. Our adventure is just about to begin. Julie and I purchased the property in Star Prairie, Wisconsin in 2020. We are going to be building our new home and community there. It's an old piece of farmland. It hasn't been farmed in years. It's kind of played out. It's got weeds. It's got pocket gophers, deer, invasive species. They've all reclaimed this parcel. And we are making some big changes there. So early on after purchasing the property, I seriously woke up at 3.30 in the morning. My brain had already been working on the placement of the garden, what I would grow, how I would grow the plants and herbs. Well, not just plants and herbs, but fruit trees, rhubarb, comfrey, berries, grapes, all the things, growing all the things. So I could already see it in my mind. I already had a vision of how it would work where the beds would be placed, where I would plant the fruit trees and the berries and the grapes and the asparagus and the rhubarb and the garden beds. I'm going to have a heated greenhouse and I'm going to collect rainwater. I'm going to use all this stuff to grow some really cool stuff. And it's coming. It's coming. Someday soon. Not right now, but it is coming. So the question then becomes, if you have a clean slate like this, how do you start gardening? And I will tell you this too. It's changed a little bit too, as we've laid out everything, where buildings are going to be, where outbuildings are going to be, where water is going to be, looking at codes, where we can have fencing and such, the plan has changed. So the question is, if you have a clean slate like this, how do you even start? Where do you start? How do you design and plan this garden so it is productive, efficient, secure, and doesn't break the bank? That is the main question. And it needs to be productive. Otherwise, why the heck are we doing it, right? So let's start this new series, How to Start Gardening. And here's what I know. I know I've got some skills. I know I've got some experiences I can draw on. And I'm starting from scratch. (laughs) What do I mean by that? 
all of my gardening gear is stored securely in a storage locker in New Richmond, Wisconsin. It's all tucked away. I don't have any idea where the gear is. It's buried under a wall of boxes. That means I don't have my grow lights. I don't have my heating pads. I don't have my seed trays. I don't have my tools. I don't have my plant labels. I don't have my potting soil. I don't have seeds. I don't have any tools of the trade. I don't have anything. <laughs> I don't even have a garden yet. The land has grass and the wicking beds are stored behind a red pine tree in the field. I've got zip. I'm starting off where a new person, new a person new to gardening would start in 2021. I'm truly starting from scratch. So there's a lot to think about. How am I going to do this? And when am I going to do this? My time is going to be pretty limited. If you listen to the last small scale life podcast, we're going to have a lot going on this year. So what can I take on as a gardener? What is the why? What is the why? Why am I doing this? Well, the why is because it's a good challenge. And the also the why is I need to grow something green. The itch is on. I've got to do it. That's just who I am. So here we go. How? Let's talk about this new series. So in this new series... I'm going to show you how to start gardening when you have absolutely nothing. You're brand new to it, and we're just going to walk through this together. And I'm going to walk you through this process. So I'm going to plan the 2021 garden, things to think about. We're going to grow plants from seed in my apartment. We've already got those planted, so we can do that. We're going to transplant seedlings into bigger containers. So once things start to bud and grow, we're going to transplant those things. And the other thing is, this garden this year is going to be at the apartment I'm not going to have, and it's got to be movable too. So there's already some rules that are going into place, right? So um, anyway, we'll get back to that in a minute. So we're going to transplant the seedlings into bigger containers. We're going to show how beds can improve your garden. So what kind of raised beds, what kind of gardening style are you going to use? Raised beds can really improve your garden, but we're going to show you how that happens. We're going to build mobile self-watering gardens. Really wicking containers. We'll get back to that too. We're going to plant a garden at Eagles Ridge, and it's not going to happen this year. We've got a big project going on, so I can't really rip everything up because the next bullet is really important. Before we put in the garden at Eagles Ridge, we have to protect the garden from four-legged furry pests. That's rabbits, pocket gophers, and deer. There are so many deer out there, it is ridiculous. And we need to prepare the garden area. So we're going to protect it first, then we're going to prepare it. My friend Greg Burns said, you really need to protect your garden because these animals are hungry. And we're preparing an old country buffet for them. So they're just going to come right in and eat from the buffet. You've got to protect it first. Then we'll prepare the garden area. And then we'll plant our first perennial plants. Comfrey, rhubarb, and berries, and probably some fruit trees. We're going to collect rainwater, and we're going to design a flower garden, a wildflower garden with jewels, too. So there's a lot we've got going on, and uh, we're going to keep it really, really simple, really, really small at first. Again, I am in an apartment right now, and I cannot, I, I don't have any protections in place on the land to protect from the deer and the gophers and rabbits and everything else out there. So if I plant anything out there, it's it's going to get mowed down. I've already talked to the neighbors. They try to plant trees. The deer come in and just whoosh, everything is just destroyed. <laughs> so this is something that's real. We're going to have to figure out how to protect the garden area before we plant anything. And while I'm here at this apartment, 
I've only got maybe a 5 by 10 space with chairs on it, so I'm going to have to keep it really tight. Whatever seeds are sprouting this year in, in the seed tray that's right over to my left where I'm talking to you right now, we're going to have to be very selective. We're only going to take... We're only going to take a few things, and we're going to go with it. I can't have nine tomato plants this year. I did plant tomatoes, definitely planted tomatoes. But we're going to keep it very tight, very small. It's got to be mobile. So now we're getting into some of the rules. We can't have a whole lot is one of the rules. It's got to be mobile. Whatever we make, whatever we create, it's got to be mobile. We're going to be moving. So it's got to come with us, okay? It's got to fit in a small space. And we've got to use our small space very wisely. We don't have a lot of room on the third floor castle in the sky. So we're going to have whatever we put on that deck, it's got to be small. And it's got to fit in that space. And it can't chew up all the space, too. So there's some rules, right? And it's the other thing, too, is we're going to be spending a lot of time out on the ridge. So we're really going to have to, and this, this deck, it's a lot of sun. So what we're going to have to have is self-watering. Because a southern sun, southern exposure, the sun is gonna it's gonna have full sun all day, and uh, the sun will bake everything to a crisp. So we've got to keep it watered. So there you go. We've already got some rules in place that we're gonna have to follow. And you're probably thinking about your garden too, and thinking, "Oh yeah, I got that problem." And oh, yeah, I've got shade here, and then I got sun there, and I've got pests, and yeah. So you start to go through this in your brain. And I can see checklists coming. Yes, I can. So there's going to be some so there's going to be some content, some documents coming out of this too. Checklists and some guides and some other things that will help us on our way. And hopefully help you on your way too. And I'm planning to use Small Scale Life Instagram and the YouTube channel just to show how to start gardening. How we're going to do this. So I'm going to try to use the other platforms as well. Everything comes back to smallscalelife.com though because this is our channel. So I'm going to use these other platforms to get the message out and to show you. Because I'm really a believer in the YouTube channel and library, my Odyssey channel. Because seeing, seeing a video, seeing a picture, it does speak more than a thousand words. Yeah, I want to show you these things. So the other things that are on, the, on, the, uh, on our plate, updating the 2020 Seed Starting Guide. Um, documenting some of the seed starting efforts here this year in the apartment with no grow lights, no heating pads. <laughs> it's crazy. Um, but, you know, I said, well, you probably want to use some of these things in the seed starting guide, but here we're going to go. We're going to go with it without those things here in the apartment. And, of course, going to try to use the email list more in 2021, sending out some emails, not overwhelming, but just sending us more email updates and such. Um, it, it is pretty easy, and I just need to do it. So, please consider signing up for that. I know I've said that before, but we're going to do it this year. I don't know how much time I'm going to have to sit down and record podcasts. So a lot of it is going to be videos with my iPhone and other um, cameras and such out on the, out in the field. So library or the Odyssey channel and YouTube channel are going to be pretty powerful. I think, I think we're going to use those quite a bit. All right. So are you ready? Are you ready to learn how to start a garden when you got nothing? <laughs> I hope so. It's going to be a good adventure. I'm in. I'm totally in. I'm really excited. We do have uh, some seeds already already in the seed tray and potting soil over it. So we are going to be growing some seeds. It's time to get started. It's time to show you how to do this. Um, it's really pretty basic. And uh, we'll see what pops up and, and, and what, uh, what we're going to grow. What was fun is Jules 
threw some seeds in the soil too. So um, we'll kind of walk you through that and show you uh, what it looks like and, and uh, the difference between uh, me and what, how I approach seed starting and then how she approached seed starting. It's kind of fun to see that contrast. So I'm looking forward to it. I'm hoping that some seeds pop up here in the next few days. We'll see. Uh, if I had my heating tray underneath it or my heating pad, I know we'd have some seedlings popping up here probably in a day or so, but now we've got to wait a little longer because it's a little cooler without the heating pad. So, um, yeah, I'm pretty excited. I hope you enjoy this journey and, uh, we're going to document everything, um, and just before I, I uh, head out for the day here with this podcast and close it up, Eagles Ridge is going really well. We've, we're waiting for a couple elements to get in, uh, some revisions to our plans, get a couple contractors uh, lined up, and then we can submit our building permit. So things are really moving along fast. Um, the, the frost is coming out of the ground and we're going to be able to dig as soon as the road restrictions come off. So in Wisconsin, in Minnesota, in rural places, they put road restrictions on because the, uh, the road, the road bed that the road is built on gets really squishy in the spring with the freeze thaw cycle and a big truck, big heavy trucks with equipment can really destroy your roads in a hurry. So once those road restrictions are off, we are good to go. And that's what we're shooting for. So it's going to get really busy really fast. So we're just going to have to go with alternative methods to get uh, get the message out as we start working on this project. And our time is going to be spent out there where internet is a little little sketchy right now until we get until we get power and the internet out there. So it's going to be fun. Get ready. <laughs> And we're going to build a new garden, too, and it'll be a lot of fun. So I hope you enjoy this series. I hope uh, you learn a lot, and I know I'm looking forward to it. So uh, gardening is back on small-scale life, and uh, it's about time, right? I'm sure some of you are really excited about that, too. Get ready to grow a garden with me. We're going to have more content about that. I've got a, I've got a really long <laughs> blog post and podcast coming all about raised beds and uh and some garden design ideas so things are really um it's going to be fun and we've got to talk about the barnuminium too so we've got a lot of things on our plate and a lot of things to talk about but until then remember to learn to grow be a little better every day this is tom from small scale life take care everybody This has been a production of Small Scale Life Media. An introduction to how to uh, an introduction to our how to how to start gardening. <laughs> an introduction to our how to start gardening series. Then we borrowed a book from her, the Square Foot Gardening Book by Bell Marth All of you. Uh, and everything's gonna be all right. We're gonna cut back our tomatoes and prevent blight. Oh no, no, no. Tomato man, tomato man. Growing tomatoes like never before. Tomato man, gonna get them till they're 24 feet tall. Tomato man, gonna make salsa, 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 salsa.
Tomato man. Tomato man. I sound like a dumbass all the time, so. Yes. Yes. 